Earlier in the recording, during that story about the person wanting to be saved, if you could relate to one of the answers that were given to him, then listen carefully. Satan has influenced man to make slight but disastrous changes to man's understanding of how one is to be saved. Satan's goal is to keep man in his sins while letting him think that he has been saved. And Satan has scored a big victory here. As we've already established, we must not listen to man. It is God who saves us from our sins, so we should listen to him. We have seen what God has said on what to be saved. It included belief, yes. Repenting and turning from our sins, yes. Confession of our faith to Christ, absolutely. And these lead unto salvation, unto Christ, but not into Christ. We also noticed in Romans chapter 6 and verse 3 that we are baptized into Christ. Being buried with Christ puts to death that old man of sin. We are cleansed. Our sins are sent back to the cross. We rise a new creation of Christ, a in newness of life, to enter into a covenant with God himself. Now, if you seriously desire to make this commitment to the Lord, to be baptized into Christ, you will be completing the last step that puts you in Christ. You'll be receiving all those spiritual blessings we read earlier in Ephesians 1 that are given to those in Christ. And thus, this is the most important decision you will ever make. It will have far-reaching implications, and there are consequences if you're not serious about this commitment. The first passage we need to consider is Luke chapter 14, where Jesus says, beginning with verse 26, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sister, yes, his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, does not sit down first and count the cost, whether he has enough to finish it? Lest, after he has laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and is not able to finish. Or, what king? going to make war against another king, does not sit down first and consider whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000. Or else, while the other is a great way off, he sends a delegation and asks for conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever does not forsake all that he has cannot be my disciple verses 26 through 33. So my friend, our love for him, for God, must be far above anyone else. Our allegiance to God cannot even come close to what would be next in line. Our devotion to serving God must exceed any other interest we may have. And our desire and passion to go into heaven must be extreme. Our love for him must pulse with every beat of our heart. Does this describe you? I hope so. If you are willing to make this kind of commitment, 
wonderful. This commitment is made even more vivid through Peter. In 2 Peter 2, beginning with verse 20, For if after we have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, can you, can you picture this? Can you picture this pollution? Before I read the rest of the passage, let's try to envision this in our mind. Picture a swamp, a polluted swamp. The stench is so horrible. The smell of death is everywhere. It is a gross, sickening, rotting, maggot-infested swamp. And while we are in our sin, we are standing in it, waist-deep and sinking. If you are serious about making this commitment to God, you are considering asking Him to lift you up out of that pollution, clean you off, and put you on the straight and narrow path a beautiful path, a way that he provides, if you will, a bridge above this world of pollution. God deeply desires this of us. He wants to cleanse us and to make us holy. But the devil wants us to stay in our sin, influencing us to think that we are saved, never even to question it, nor even to look and see if we're wrong. But if we have not completed that last step that puts us in Christ, we are still lost in our sins. Or if we have been baptized without proper understanding from God's word, and thus it was pointless, we just got wet. So if you are choosing to die with Christ in baptism, he will wash away your sins. He adopts us into his family and bestows upon us all those blessings we referred to earlier. And he sets us on that straight and narrow, beautiful path that leads to heaven. However, this pure, white, straight, narrow path, this, this way that he provides, has no guardrails nor walls to keep us from choosing to fall back into that polluted world. We can choose to jump in anytime we want to. However, there are consequences. And sometimes... This fact that we will sin keeps people from becoming a Christian because they know they will sin, and they are right. God verifies that. In 1 John chapter 1, and verse 8, he puts it this way. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. All sin and come short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and verse 23. So we will sin. We will fall back into this world of pollution. So what should we do? Well, John answers this also, but we'll get to that in just a second. Let's go back to 2 Peter 2, and again, verse 20. For if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and they are entangled in them again, as we can see here, it will happen. We will fall back into sin, and when that occurs, we have two choices. We can stay in our sin and begin to sink deeper and deeper. And if we do, well, Peter goes on and says, and are overcome, if we're overcome, that is, we sink to the point we are hopelessly, we hopelessly choose to never repent. And are overcome, he says, the latter end is worse for them than the beginning. Now, verse 21, for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having known it, to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. 
It has happened to them according to the true proverb, a dog returns to its own vomit. Yuck. And a sow having washed to her wallowing in the mire. Well, that's not a decision we should want to make. There is another. In 1 John chapter 1, beginning with verse 6, he gives us the other decision that we can make when we fall back into sin. Beginning with verse 6 of 1 John 1, if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Oh, that's what I want, don't you? And again, verse 8, as we read before, as we say, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. So if you do make this commitment in being baptized into Christ and the Lord cleanses you and you begin your walk in full fellowship with God and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses you from your sin, you must keep that commitment. You must turn away from sin, repent, and confess your sins to him throughout your life. And he promises he will continue to cleanse you. That's the commitment we make to him. And that's the commitment he makes to us. And thus we enter into a covenant with God. Referred to in Colossians 2 verse 11 and on. But if we turn back into sin and are overcome and we die in our sin, doom and gloom will be our home forever. To have had the prize for which Christ paid so much and for us to cast it away, the worst of hell will certainly come our way. But to embrace his salvation and complete our obedience, that's the only right thing to do. To be baptized with the correct information, the correct motivation, and correct purpose starts a glorious relationship with unimaginable eternal rewards in heaven. And if we walk with him in his light and we can receive that glorious crown that he's promised, all will be great. Victory and an abundant entrance will be given because we have shown our love for him by obeying his word. Yes, we can be more than conquerors through Christ who died for us. So my friend, please call. Even right now, make that call. Complete your obedience. Be baptized so you can be in Christ where all God's blessings are found. Do not wait. Right now you can choose life. In Christ, while we live in this body, God has given us this choice. He's given us the freedom to respond to his love. Remember just how close to eternity we are. How close are we? We're one heartbeat away. So choose now. Choose life. Show your gratitude to God. Make that call. This life is fragile. And we do not know when it will end.